you guys. Welcome back to Oh Bravo, the podcast. My name is Kendall. And you're here with me, Chantel. Yes. Surprise. Yeah. Um, again, we have to apologize. We have had one week's hiatus once again. There yeah. is still some stuff happening in our lives, you guys. As uh, much as we wish to stop everything and record every single week, it's we've got a lot going on. Look, I'm going to blame it on me. Oh, this I, week because I think so you should <laughs> I think I um had too many dinners last week and it's just like you don't need a dinner when you've got a podcast no you don't so you really shouldn't have any other there's social no excuses plans now. going on no I think I think I'm back also I just feel so out of the bravo bubble like I've had one week off I had so much to catch up on and I really miss them and I think I was giving OC such a hard time before it came back you guys like seriously so we just watched both episodes like so we obviously recapped the premiere episode a couple weeks ago so tonight we watched the second episode and the third episode back to back and we're going to recap the third for you but like I would just say like for those of you out there that are thinking about not watching like watch watch it Like, like it's not it's not bad there are some good shit happening. It's not bad. I think it's actually like, I'm like, I'm, you know, when you're just like, I want the next episode now. That's how yeah. you get some laughs you and it's, and it's laughs. like, OC has a level of like, of like, um, grossness yeah. that like the other, <laughs> the other franchises just don't like, I know this sounds really bad, but it's like, I'm not like, and OC is very affluent. Like I'm not saying anything about like wealth, but like, they're just like way more like it's nothing like Beverly Hills. Like everyone's down and dirty. Everyone's wearing whatever the fuck they want to wear. Everyone's showing yeah. their fucking hairbrushes with some hair on it in the bathroom. It's messy. And they almost yeah. know that's what the vibe is in the OC. Like it's not, there's no fabrication there. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. I forgot that this was, I don't know. It's all like very messy divorces. Like you get it the is vibe. Exactly. They're, and they're all married. Like it's obviously different from other franchises where like, they're all not housewives like New York, like they're actually not married. Whereas like OC, a lot of them like are getting mm. through divorces, but this is an amazing season because we're seeing all these new relationships. But like, oh, I can't so even tell goodness. you guys, like we're, we're going to get into it a bit later, but like first we need to discuss some news that we've heard this week. Breaking um, news guys for Bravo. There's actually been a couple of things. So I think the first thing that happened before what we're about to talk about is that Kathy Hilton was officially, yes. Um, named as a friend of for the next season of Beverly Hills. interesting because it's like, it's not like she hasn't been on the show. She's been on the show, but this must mean that it's like, well, they're stepping her up. But I've seen her on the show and like, I don't find her interesting. Neither, but I feel like by saying she has to be a friend of, she has to have like a little bit of interest. I'm I'm just, I'm not giving up on her yet. It's like a brandy friend of. Also, I wouldn't put it out of the question of like Paris or Nikki having like a little cameo and I like, I'm down for that. Like, they haven't been in it really, just like... Yeah, they've done the same kind of amount as Kathy. Exactly. And I just feel like I want to see in her house a bit. I think she could throw a party. I'm down. Like, it's cool. But I miss Kim. I miss Kim, but she might be on again. Like, she's a friend of always. Like, you can't get rid of Kim. And then I've heard we have a new beautiful Asian housewife on Beverly Hills as well. I don't know her, do you? No. Is Ebony someone? But I hope, yes, this is, no, no, Ebony K. Williams, I think she's the. Oh, no, Ebony's New York. She's New York, the new New York housewife. But I'm, yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited. They're filming now. We'll kind of have to see because I don't have that much faith in Beverly Hills anymore. I know. Well, I saw some scenes this week of, um, interestingly, Garcelle and Kyle, um, filming together so i was like oh weird because they're kind of not the duo that we love 
Maybe they're best friends now. Maybe. I mean, that always happens. I feel like we're seeing it this season. We'll get there with um, OC. With OC, we've got like friendships are so fleeting. Emily and Shannon being friends, and I love that. I feel like the OC is very strong about, and even Beverly Hills, they love like a hated you at first. Now we're friends after three seasons. Totally. Like. That's just what I'll say. 112%. Anyway. Um, and then today, other breaking news, yeah. Sheena Shea is preggers. Preggers! She's oh, my God. Vanderbumps. The TV show <laughs> is happening, but it can't be on um, Bravo. It's going to be on fucking E. That's actually crazy because, like, okay, so that's four of them. So we've got Stassi, Lala, Brittany, and But Sheena. that's crazy. Like, how the fuck... One, like, how the fuck do you all end up... I mean, they've had so much, like, so many years of, like, messy relationships past. Like, you look at, like, so many. Stassi and Patrick. Um, I don't know. Lala, when she was fucking Randall, when he was married. Kristen and anybody. Kristen and anybody. Kristen, when she fucked Jax. Kristen and Tom Sandoval. Stassi and Jax. I feel like now... Sheena like, and Shay. And it's like, how that. the fuck... One, one... How the fuck did they all somehow manage to be in somewhat functional relationships mm. at the same time? Yeah, that's Two, one. how the fuck did they all get pregnant at the same time? I know, even if you want to get pregnant at the same time, like, I mean, we saw this week, like, this, with Chrissy Teigen's heartbreaking post. Like, I feel like as they're getting older, this sounds so stupid. It's not easy. Topic, but it's so, like, it's so hard, A, to get pregnant. And then, like, it's so, there's so much that can go wrong. It's heartbreaking. But it's like, how has this happened? I just find it, it's so baffling to me. It's like, crazy. So it looks like, I can't quite remember, but it seems like Stassi's <gasps> baby is going to come first in January. Oh my God, I tell you who's going to be next. Raquel. I just get that vibe. Really? She I just know. seems like so young. Yeah, they all do though, don't they? Not really. Not really. Raquel seems really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm, but they're... Okay, Raquel. God, yeah, so Stassi's baby is, is due in January, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. January baby, that's me, Aquarius. Will your best life. Yay. Um, then I think it might be Britney's baby. And when? Like March. Know, March. And then maybe Lala's baby in April and Sheena's baby in April. Yeah. Sheena held her announcement off, I guess, because, I mean, she had a miscarriage in June. That was mm. awful. And it must be kind of, must have been a big decision to like announce it to the world today. Because it's like. But it's pretty sad because she has previously been speaking about the breakdown of her relationship between her and Stassi. Yeah, it's and actually, Lala. Like it sounds true. like when she went to Britney's baby shower, there was definitely no communication between her and Stassi and Lala. I know that when I looked at her Instagram, this is just me being a snoopy bitch. Stassi and Katie didn't like her Instagram announcing her pregnancy. Kristen congratulated her, which was nice. Ariana obviously congratulated her. Raquel um Britney. But See, just like it seems like Stassi and Lala are like back on what the about train. Katie? No, not Katie. Katie didn't say thank you. I just think you. it's like... Not thank you. <laughs> Katie didn't say thank you. Thank you for getting pregnant. Uh, yeah. No, I just feel like that's why as well I always have like a little bean in my bonnet about... Um, Stassi and Katie. Stassi, because I'm just like, you know, like you've been through so much shit this year and rightfully so, you're a, you're a racist and you got called out. It's like, but you obviously suffered the ramifications of that. Don't you have a little bit of empathy for people that aren't perfect right now? But it's like, so, like, so the reason, so Sheena said, so... Publicly on her podcast, someone was asking her about, um, or on her vlog or whatever, they were asking her about, like, which castmates were supportive during her miscarriage. Mm. And Sheena was like, oh, you know, like, actually, Stassi was really supportive. Like, she sent me this message 
And then she like read out the message and it was like really supportive and nice. And then apparently like after this this vlog aired, Stasi messaged her and was like, how dare you share personal texts that I've sent you like but they were nice. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah, exactly. What? And it's like, well, well, I'm I'm just trying to share my story about miscarriage. Ugh. And it just seems like, yeah. So, like, the Stassi fact that Stassi like- can't even, like, accept the fact that they're having, like, a rainbow baby, a.k.a. your first baby, like, a baby after a miscarriage. Is that what and a you, rainbow baby is? Yeah. Oh. And it's like, you can't even, like. Did not know that. So, it's like Monique and. Chris. Um, Chris had a rainbow baby. Oh, on Potomac. Potomac. Yeah, so oh. their little girl is a rainbow baby. That's and really um, Ashley and Michael's so Dean lovely. is a rainbow baby as well. Okay, I've never heard of that. That's so nice. But yeah, so it's like, like, how could you not, like, to not... Why, I don't know if she... I hope to fucking God that she has privately supported her, but, like, to not even say, like, congratulations Stassi. or, like... It just seems like she... I just fucking hate her. And I know that her child might be an Aquarius, which is me, but, like... No, but Stassi I won't just, accept them. She kind of seems like that person that's just like so hard to be friends with. Like no matter what happens, it's just like always hard. Like yeah. I don't know. Like it's weird. Anyway, um, continue. What were we saying? Yeah. So I think it's like it's a weird time for all the Vanderpump people. But I did see that um, Sheena she wrote in her um little vlog like I'm not wrote showed that Ariana and Tom she like told them that was really sweet did you see that yes I saw it I loved it she was like I'm pregnant Tom was wearing like he had like bleach blonde hair and just like yes loving the bleach Tom <sighs> it was just so cute and I was like oh my god Ariana and Tom like they must just be so happy they're not going to like Britney's dude fucking baby shower and like pretending to be happy for Jax like, and stuff yeah because it's like why are we being happy for Jax like I just think they're more genuine anyway yeah. so great for Sheena congrats she 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 we love she okay so now we're on to episode three of Real Housewives of Orange County we again amazing like I feel like it's the first time I've really properly stopped and thought about their opening lines well, I don't, maybe, okay, because we didn't, we only watched the first episode and I don't think they had the opening lines Ooh. then, actually, because yeah, I think it was, like, the weird, like, hey, like, this is what Gina this season Keo. is. Yeah. So then maybe this is, tonight is the first night that we've actually heard the opening lines. It seems like they were saying it really slowly. Oh, I thought that, too, like, really, um, uh, I was like, are we, are we on, like, minus 0.5 Like, it's like here. Emily was like, I, in life, there are lots of curves. Okay. Same Do with me. What I want to bring up right now. Why do we dress the housewives no matter what, like where we are in New York, OC, real, like um, real housewives, that zip code. Um, why do we dress them in shitty clothes in their openings? Like I'm sure they're expensive, but like they always look shit in them. Like I feel like we yeah, just Yeah, everyone like, looks bad. I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe sometimes Potomes looks okay. Like yeah. I'm trying to think like I feel Actually, like this- Giselle looked okay in her first season. Um, season this season like all i ever think of is ashley slit in her dress is way too short uh, that's weird anyway we'll touch on that later this um this one i was just like okay really weird so you've got my favorite line is shannon's which is a bit oh, of a dig at yes! her x which is amazing she says when one door the door closes she mm. says which is amazing so she's just like shading the fuck out of her ex which love. is love that um but elizabeth looks shocking Yes. So Elizabeth is wearing this kind of like bodycon. Like um, old, old school Herve Liga dress. I don't know how to say it, but like very Serena Vanderwoodson yes. season one. It's totally Serena Vanderwoodson gossip girl. 
Um, but like Gossip Girl, like going to a nightclub at nighttime in two thousand and nine. It's not. And it's she's just wearing, It's just like a little bodycon, like re- like one of those dresses that looks kind of like um like bandages. Bandages. Yes, it's like a little bandage dress yeah. that's like dyed like a blue color, and it's just not cute. It's not flattering. Flannel. It's not flannel. <laughs> and I just think that she looks disgusting and I'm not sure about her. So I don't know. <laughs> guys, I'll have more to discuss about her fashion taste as the episode recap goes on. Yeah. Because I'm still I know. Like, I feel like I'm going to share some thoughts on Elizabeth, but maybe it'll come out during this recap. If not, I'm saving it for the end because I just want to voice that. Anyway. And you guys, you know the transition shots in Real Housewives. Like it's mm. always got like whatever. We're in Potomac. We've got like a, someone's put the fucking camera on the floor and we see some high heels walking along the street or like we've yeah. got some weird like boardwalk maybe seagull or yeah some quick know. like drone overview shots that keep like transitioning yep. really fast mm-hmm. to be like we're in this city woo this was like <laughs> fucking actors like this is the first time i think i've seen it in a housewives like transition scene i think i missed this i looked down actors that were like two of them were like looking through a telescope and they like looked at each other and smiled then we had like some people on a beach like barbecuing and like smiling i was like what the fuck is happening i thought it was like someone put a fucking camera on the floor and just took some footage and i don't like that i i think i looked down in that bit you guys need to double check it when you watch it because it's really fucking sad. crazy. Okay, don't do that, guys. That's weird. It's like when they started. Have you been watching this season of The Kardashians? Yes. Do, have you seen them doing like fake news headlines for when? Oh the- my god, <gasps> it sounds so bad. The coronavirus. They're like the coronavirus has now it's gone shocking. viral, and I'm like, you couldn't even have fucking just, picked a real news. Just get to see it. Like they obviously can't for like rights, but it's oh, so bad. They've just like so mashed bad. up like stock footage of like places like they've looked up pandemic and then they just put it in a grade you're it's so, so right bad. it sounds really bad anyway that's oh what i feel like they're doing I never thought about that. it sounds really so bad, yeah, bad. You're so right. anyway jumping back to bravo okay so we start with um you know we've got like shannon talking to john her new beau who i love yeah he's super good they're having like dinner together he's really in shannon's sexy, house. dare i say yeah he's he's a sexy he's man. man he's way harder than david Oh, yeah. David has a creepy Dracula vibe about him. And think he blinks, him like, way more than David. Think of David as a bat and, like, you can't think of the, And John's, yeah. like, um, a Super possum. chill. He's a possum. He's super chill. He's cuddly. He's, like, a koala. Maybe not a possum. Koala. Um, yeah, he's, like, a koala. And yeah. David is, like, like a vampire. Mm. Yeah. A bat. That's the one. Imagine David watching this with his pregnant wife. He'd be like, oh, Miss Chan. Miss Chan Chan. <laughs> anyway so you'd be like look at their small house they're renting for my thirty thousand dollars a month yeah so she talked about her thirty thousand dollars a month which we are like is it capped or not can you add us we really want to know shannon talking to you is it what capped month. capped like is it like do you only get to a certain amount and then you like have to stop i think she just gets thirty thousand dollars a month for every month forever yeah that would be great oh is it capped oh my god i what thought you meant like per month I thought you meant like per no. month. I was like, no, I'm yeah, pretty like, sure it's just thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't think it's like, oh, but I think she said one point three or something. Oh, well, then million. No. So okay. it's like maybe at one point three million, she it stops. Okay, that's fun. I don't really know. I'd be into that. I'm confused about um, how good divorce for her. Works. Me too. And then so we've got Shannon John talking about lemons, and then Shannon's obsessed with lemons this episode. I don't yeah, really get it. Like, I don't it seems get it like either. I missed some sort of personal joke that happened. I think maybe we did. Anyway, I mean, her hair is blonde. That's not a thing. Is no, it? No, I, don't, I don't like that. It's yellow. Lemons are yellow. So then we've got um, her talking to John about how much she hates Emily, which I kind of like OC fuse I forget about. So like yeah. I've forgotten that like 
Gina and Bronwyn had a thing. I forgot that yeah. Emily and Shannon didn't like each other. So she's talking to John and John's like, he like asks questions that you know he like cares heaps about Shannon. He's like, why does she make you feel like that way? Then she was like, then, but he's not like a wimp as in like, yeah, he's not friends. like, you're wrong. Yeah. He's just like, he well, like, you know, we don't, it doesn't seem like there's anything serious going on between you so we can like yeah. make it work. I think he, he seemed like a good vibe and she was like, oh, you're making me a better person. And I'm just like, I think she's just in a different stage. She's not as bitter about stuff. So I feel like I'm like, oh, this is cute. There's hope yet. Then we go to Kelly, Gina, and Elizabeth going to dinner, I think. Yes, that was so cute. So Elizabeth and Gina met last episode at um, Emily's kid's birthday party. And it seemed like they like kind of relatively got along. But it's interesting because I'm confused still about where Elizabeth fits into the friendship group. Like it seems like she's friends with Bronwyn – so I think she met, actually, it was, like, Kelly first. So Kelly was going out with her neighbor because Kelly goes out with everyone. Something like or that. Or was she going out with Kelly's neighbor? One of the two. One of the two. There yeah, was a confusing. neighbor going out with situation. And then I think she met Bronwyn through Kelly that way. So I feel like she got along with Bronwyn enough, but, like, they don't know each other that well yet. It's just, like, she's probably just sussing the group out, deciding who she wants to be friends with. But, yeah, totally. I get that she got a good vibe from Gina. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like they were talking about, like, eating cupcakes and stuff at the birthday party last week. So, like, this dinner, like, seemed nice. Like, Gina seemed chill. I loved that Gina just, like, I'm fucking loving Gina this season. Like, I just me think too. she's so fucking down to earth. Like, her, her hair extensions, like, maybe you want to punch her in the face. But did we sleep on Gina? Like, is Gina, like, always been this funny? I think Gina's always been, like, super down to earth. It's just, like, it's it was clouding our judgments, like, the Trace Amigas. Maybe. Because remember she was, like, the baby Amiga last season? Like That's right. And you were kind of, like, annoyed at her because you're like, don't be mean to Emily. Like, she's being mean to Emily and she was kind of, like, getting on the Trace yeah, Amigas she was train. that, like, the cool girls, like, picked her up. And she was yeah. Like, so, you, yeah. Because I love Emily and Gina. Like, last week when they went to that um, oh God, the Mexican bar restaurant. together, the Mexican restaurant, they were just, like, having the best time. They were, like ringing Bronwyn I was just like yes yes Yes. love it yes um anyway so while they're at the dinner the three of them um Elizabeth Gina and Elizabeth and Kelly um (laughs) Elizabeth Gina and Elizabeth and Kelly the four of them um we find out that Elizabeth doesn't have sex with her guy Jimmy yeah that was weird which okay let's go so now we're back to Elizabeth I don't know we're still confused about her we've had a couple scenes I think now of her like all wearing fake Chanel outfits and she's got some guy that she met in a bar and she wanted to date him because he was tall. And good company, which is like kind of like... But he looks like 80 years younger than her. Yeah. But he also looks like confused. And okay, so this uh, this season, um, this episode, sorry, we find out that she can't talk about her past relationship. She's got a gag order. Like her divorce. But it's like, it's all weird. I don't know. Like It's, like, it's going to be hard to get to know her because it's like, yeah. she can't talk about her divorce. She doesn't have sex with... Jimmy apparently, quote unquote, until the but, divorce is finalized. But then some Jimmy was like, Well, how long have you been dating Jimmy? And she's like, Well, that'll all come out. In the divorce. Yeah. But also I'm like, you guys can have sex if you want. Like that's okay. You're not a virgin. I'm yeah, really I'm like, confused. I'm sure your it's husband too- won't really care. But I also get the vibe like seeing them together, they're okay to not have sex. Maybe that they have like a clause where it's like, if she cheats on me or whatever and she just doesn't want anyone to publicly think that she's like having sex because she might not get as much money maybe 
That could be true. Again, I don't really know how like settlements work it's in divorces. Like Kelly was like, I cannot go more than two set like two weeks without having Kelly sex is like horny like, as fuck. Like two hours. Yeah, she's probably. like, and he can't go that long. And it's like, calm down, man. Like, not every man is like two weeks without sex and is gonna fucking go to a brothel and get I know. a happy ending. I find them really yeah, that was They're a just weird comment. Super horny. Super. But also she has had like three boyfriends in the last year, Kelly. So we'll, you know, we'll be fine. Um, yeah, we so, get like so many scenes this episode. I think they were like really upsetting to watch with Bronwyn and her children, and just watching Bronwyn like struggle with her sobriety and this whole change that's happening, like in her relationship with Sean, and then obviously like with the kids. Like we get a nice little scene of her like with the kids, they're having dinner. You forget how many fucking kids she has, and they're all of so many different ages. Like it must be really hard. And then she's got obviously the nannies, which is nice. That helps. And then she she sits in her room and is crying about like being a bad mom and being a bad example. And it's very hard to watch because at the same time you're watching and you're going like, yeah, fair. But you're also like, dude, you're 14 days sober. And this is the start of a season of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Like it just seems like it's not the season for her to be filming. Well, I have a controversial opinion because I feel like I get she's going through stuff, alcoholism, that I will I have not gone through. But I don't know. I'm just kind of like stop complaining about being a bad mum to camera and just go mm. and be with your kids. Yeah, like it's like she was saying she's a bad mum while the nanny's putting her kids to bed. And she's in the yeah. bedroom with her husband talking to a camera. Like there's a lot of energy on herself when it's like maybe just put some energy in the kids and you'll feel better. Mm. And I it's don't interesting know. because like she's always criticised her mum for being very, like, selfish and not caring about her. And it seems like she's kind of repeating that with her kids. Yeah, like, and her mom does sound like a bitch this this episode because we have this scene where, was it this scene? No, it was last scene we had her and Shannon driving somewhere. And, um, and... Mm, and then her mom had told Tamara that she's, like... Stopped drinking. Yeah. And that had gotten, I think, maybe to Shannon. I'm not sure. But either way, it sounded like... Um, Bronwyn's mom was threatening that if she didn't pull out, pull back on everything bad she was saying about her mom, that her mom would tell everyone that, you know, she's an alcoholic, which is pretty messed up. But I think actually this episode, what I found really hard to watch is, um, Sean. Yeah. I don't know why, like last seasons, I didn't really notice him. He was just like that goofy guy with weird necklaces in the Mm. background. But this season, like... Uh, this episode, like watching him, he's obviously feeling bad for Bronwyn. And he's trying. You he's, can tell he's trying yeah, to be he's, supportive. He's trying to help her, but at the same time, this is a new person for him. So he's probably like, oh, fuck, like this is harder than I thought. Yeah. And it's harder for Bronwyn too, but it's like, oh, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it was a bit painful. And like, I just think it was a bit too early for her to start filming. Yeah, given agree. Given everything that she was going through. And so then we move on. We've got we've got Kelly. She's moved away from her little cute little bachelorette beach pads Beachside with pad. Jolie. And now she's got a little house in the burbs that Rick is about to move into. Looked super cute. Yeah, her real estate cute. agent looked like she should be a real housewife. Yep. Sign us up next season. Um, but there wasn't anything crazy about the house. Like I thought it was like a nice house. Yeah, like, it was cute. There was like nothing there. I feel like we're like with Kelly because I feel like I have so much built up hate from like yeah. her social posts. I'm like waiting for what's to drop, and I keep forgetting because I'm like, oh, I kind of like Kelly when I'm watching yeah. it, and then I'm like, oh shit, I keep forgetting she's I know. a dick. Her scenes are okay. Like she's just she's just kind of chugging along at this point. She's not being very controversial, but like she's fine. Yeah, we have this great. So Shannon. Um, 
So Shannon has this housewarming party because um, she's moving to this new house with John and it's, again, lemon-themed. We're really confused. I think she's Yeah, I kind don't of, get the lemon theme. I think she's endorsing, like, a friend's lemon shop kind of or Maybe she's, brand like, she or... sounds like she's launching her own, like, skincare line with lemons in it. Yeah, there's something lemony happening. So <laughs> everyone's on their way. Um, Kelly and Emily get a lift together and Shane's in the back too, which is kind of ironic because Kendall brought up, like, the whole hilarious... Um, dork. Dork? You're a fucking dork. Love that line. Shane, you're a little dork. You're a little twerp. I think we need to get that on a hat or a t-shirt. You're a little fucking twerp. I love it. But it's because, so when, so Shannon in a previous scene took Bronwyn to her like acupuncturist, Dr. Moon or whatever. Mm. And Bronwyn told Shannon that she had actually thrown her under the bus with Emily and Gina and told them that Shannon said that Gina's house was sad. Or something. Sad and or disappointing. Dis- depressing. Depressing, that's it. Sad or depressing. So then Shannon's throwing this party. She's invited Emily. She's invited Gina. She's forced her little Von Trapp children to all get dressed <laughs> in these like... Lemon leggings. Lemon leggings that are very unflattering. Which and as a teenager, I'd be like, fuck you, mom. I'm not wearing legging lemmings. And her kid Legging. that was like 18 was allowed to wear something that said like, fuck you on the side or something. Like... Yeah, it was really aggressive. Or it's like, get fucked? No, it was like... She's like, when my kids are 18, they can swear. What did it say? It was like... I didn't see it, but I... I, Fuck. Am I blind? I'm just going to pick the rudest words now and be like, get fucked. (laughs) That's what she wrote on this slide. (laughs) They're swearaholics. It definitely was swearing. So her kids, poor things, and John's kids, they're all wearing unflattering outfits, and they're supposed to now be the waiters and waitresses at this event Citrus which sounds showdown. pretty sad like yeah. i would be like you know what mom fuck you i'm gonna go hang out with my friends yeah fuck you mom i'm gonna have an orange yeah. read my pants they say fuck you yeah goodbye Watch me goodbye um anyway so shannon's pretty pissed off with bronwyn because she feels like she threw her under the bus and shannon has no recollection or doesn't feel like it's in her quote-unquote vocabulary to say sad or depressing. Mm. Um, and I kind of buy that. Like, it seems like the way that she was talking about Gina's house. Like, yeah, she thought it was small, but I don't think she'd call it sad. Like, she wanted to be supportive. Like, obviously, Gina's going through a lot. Well, yeah, like, we kind of get there later in the scene. There's, like, confrontation where Shannon pulls um, Bronwyn aside, and she's like, I just... I don't think that. Like she even says, she's like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a house buyer, like I, a home buyer. I can't buy a home. Like I'm renting, you're renting, we're all renting. I'm proud of Gina, and I feel like it's just so genuine. If you don't say that and then turn around and say, um, you don't turn around and then be like, this is sad and depressing. I think she's what what Shannon went through last year, the last two years. Like she is proud of Gina, or at least like no hate against it, or like you. She, I just, yeah. I totally. felt like I, I also, though, have a feeling that Bronwyn has heard something and misinterpreted it. Yeah. Because I don't think Bronwyn's someone either to make up shit and she seems very, like... Intense about intense it. Intense about how she feels about... She's heard this from Shannon. I just think that, like, she's misheard something and she's gone with it. No, I agree. I think that they're both right. I just don't know that either of them, like, remembers exactly the words that were said about it. Um, but I think it doesn't really matter at this point because Shannon doesn't feel that way, like, about Gina's house. So it doesn't really matter. Even if she did say that, she doesn't feel that way about it. She is proud of Gina. So Gina pretty much was like, I believe you. Like, if you tell me that you didn't say this, like, everything can be hunky-dory and fine. But 
obviously there's now this huge rift between Shannon and Bronwyn. Shannon's really fucking pissed off that Bronwyn would insinuate this. And Bronwyn kept being like, oh, you know, like I was very lucid. Like I was very aware of what was going on and you weren't. And I just think that's like such a fucking cheap shot for Bronwyn when she's like 30 days sober. Like it's like, you can't be throwing rocks. Well, I think Emily says that too. She's like, you're always wasted. Don't hold it against us that now where you're sober we're not that like we're just going to be making shit up all the time yeah but also like i guess if Bronwyn heard something it's like it does make sense if she was sober to say it but it's just like ah, uh, i don't know it's one of those things i think that is turning to like probably the storyline of the season and it's like does anyone care if someone's house is small like gina doesn't even seem that bothered yeah gina's like what you fucking wanted you have wanted to have sex with me because she gina's whole beef is that or apparently Bronwyn's beef with gina is that um, they were gotten an Uber last season after the weird tea party thing for Vicky's birthday. And, uh, Sean like made sure that Gina was in an Uber going home fine. And then he sent her this weird message where he was like, Hey, Gina, uh, Bronwyn's asleep. Winky face. Like <laughs> it was great hanging out with you tonight. Hope we can do it again soon, smiley face. Like, it, it was definitely, we're in the condo. Like, it was just, it was a bit creepy. And then he's like, oh, by the way, it's Sean. I should have said that. And I feel like I've had texts like that, not from married men, but mm. just from boys that you're, you're like, you're like, creepy. you're just like, you're obviously like trying to be flirty. It's not technically flirting because you're bad at it, but it's like, it still counts. You're like, just leave me alone. Like, all you have just, to do is say, like, hey, um, Hey, Gina. This is the non-creepy hey. way. Ready? Sorry, I yeah. didn't mean to say Sorry. it in a really long... No, I love it. I love it. Hey, Gina. It's Sean. Hope you got home safe. Speak to you tomorrow. <laughs> or or I like, don't know. See you at the next shindig. See you at the next shindig. Just checking that you got home okay. Yeah. Like, there's just a way to say it without it sounding creepy. So but Gina didn't even say anything mean. I think she was just like, oh my God, Raffle, like, look at this fucking text that Sean sent me. I actually think the culprit to all this is fucking Tamara because Tamara, again... I know, and she's not even in the fucking season. She's not in the season. We saw so much of her, like, random flashback scenes where I feel like they filmed... Either last season didn't use the clips or, I like... I that's what it was. I think that's what it was. But we but need I'm to like, get her out. I don't want to see her ever again. I thought maybe they wouldn't talk about them because, like, when I say them, I mean, like, um, Tamara mm. and Vicky. But, I mean, we've got a lot of flashbacks of them. But, um, yeah, it's all just, like, this is the whole big beef thing. But as Emily says later, it's, like, it's not weird for for um, Gina to think he's hitting on her because yeah. it's it's obvious and common knowledge that they've said it. They, yeah, they're they open being, sexually. They, they like have to have threesomes. So maybe it makes sense that they're hitting on, on Gina. Gina's just not down. Anyway, so we're at the party. Elizabeth is there and... Oh, my God, Elizabeth is wearing... Wearing a hat inside. I don't know what the fuck is going on. She's wearing like a white turtleneck, long sleeve knitted dress mm. with a little hat and a scarf. Like she looks like a fucking horse rider from the 1870s. It's a lot. And she's just got a very like deep, aggressive voice. I do kind of like this vibe though. Like imagine like the Beverly Hills party, people would be like dressed to the nines. It's like this is the idea of OC dressed to the nines. It's like Ralph Lauren. 1988 catalog it's like whoa and then you've happening? got gina who's like oh you look so fancy i'm wearing my yeah. doc martens and you oh. my house is small here you are saying my house is no she what did she say she's like i thought uh, last year they wanted to sleep with me last year they wanted to sleep with me now you think my my house is small small you think my house That's is it. small 
Yeah, you're talking about how my house is small. We got it. We got it. Oh, what do you think, New do? York? <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of the bulk mm. of the party, and then we kind of finished it off. So Bronwyn comes over. She's obviously very upset about this whole party, apparently, because there's booze everywhere. Which it's like, duh. I don't know what you thought you were walking into. You probably shouldn't have come. And she's just like it's sad watching her because she's just not in a good space. She needs time off at home. Yeah, and after the confrontation with Shannon and feeling like she's a liar, she brings Sean over to the group of ladies, and Shannon's again like, oh my god, I never said that. Sean's like, well, you did, or whatever, in his puka necklace. And then Gina's like, Gina literally like looks at Brom and she's like, you're fucking wasted all the time. You're a little chihuahua. I think she says you're a little, you're a little. Aloof. Oh, like, oh, oh, no, a sloppy chihuahua. You're a sloppy chihuahua. You're always drunk. Um, and obviously Gina has no idea that she's sober. And then you have Bronwyn. She's like, I'm fucking sober 30 days today. And Gina's like, I don't know. It doesn't like, I don't give a Like you might yeah. be wasted right now. Like, I don't know. And G- then Bronwyn kind of like smashes her glass and starts walking out. And that's where we leave it. And, and it's like amazing. Continued. And I'm like, dude, I want more. Do I want to watch the next episode of Real Houses Orange Channel? Yes, I do. Right now. Thank you. So yeah. You guys sit on that for a second. I'm really, and we get like a next, um, next time on the OC. Um, and it's like Shannon, Emily, and Shannon's like, is this the fun, Emily? Yeah. And I love that friendship. So I'm excited to see that. And then we've got Bronwyn breaking down a bit. And her mom, her mom says something mean oh, to her. Oh, her mom is like, you were funner before or something, which is scary. I feel, I feel like Bronwyn has, like, she has a lot of growth to get through. Like, yeah. I feel like she is actually now just like, deciding what she wants to do with her life when she's sober like i feel like before she was just strong he didn't have to deal with stuff yeah there's a lot of shit going on anyway it's we'll be here to watch you we will we'll be here hopefully next week yes we will we'll be here next week so stay to tuned. update you and then stay tuned for the new episode of potomac next Okay, guys, so now we're going to recap the latest ep of Potomac. And wow, things are spicing up again. Like, I feel like we went through a bit of a low with, like, Karen's homecoming, as beautiful as that was. I found that really boring. Totally. And, like, last week's episode was amazing. Like, I felt like we really started going some places. And then this week's episode was amazing yet again. Um, I just felt like, fuck, I just love them. Me too. And I love like, as soon as we saw, I think it was Ashley back on the screen, I think she started out. I was just like, I love you guys. Like, it's it's all good. Guys. I forgive you for, like, having a bad app, you know? And this is a, like, it's a funny time because we, we're having a lot of flip-flopping responses about this whole fight that seems to be, like, centralizing the season. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, like, do you think that? Obviously, it feels like the consensus is that obviously Monique was in the wrong by assaulting Candace, mm-hmm. but it does seem like Candace to me is milking the assault for everything that she can yeah, get out of it. Totally. When in reality, like I think that she, uh, okay, we can we'll get, get into there. it. We'll get there. We'll get we, there. Well, we start this episode and like, so we left off with, you know, last few weeks we haven't, well, last episode we didn't actually see Monique at all. And then this episode we're coming in and suddenly like so she's prepping for this podcast kind of live podcast show that she's having for not so lazy moms yeah and it seems like a big event but she's kind of complaining like she hasn't got enough tickets and she's gonna have to like pay a bit or I don't know it's a bit confusing anyway so she's getting ready for it and she's talking to someone there I kind of missed who it was I don't know if it was her dad 
I don't know who it was. I, I think it, like, and it wasn't her pastor. It was, like, but he was, like, pastor-esque. Yeah, he was very guidanceful. Like, he had mm. a guidance kind of vibe. Guidanceful and guidance Yeah, and she was packing the bags. And anyway, she was kind of, like, no matter what, I decided, like, um, like, Candace did not deserve that. And it's so true. So I feel like we kind of saw Monique be, like, I need to kind of own it. Which it was is nice. Great. And she also said, you know, like, it, it got, because it sounds like from a timeline perspective that it was like a week after the fact Candace pressed charges. Yeah. So it's like, well, it kind of does make sense that if you're kind of recovering, obviously you're not going to reach out the next day. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe you just want a, a bit of breathing time. And then by the time the charges were pressed, it's like, well, I can't now reach out to her because... This has become well, a legal matter. I think matter. that's being a bit nice to Monique because I actually just think Monique, like we saw her in that whole thing at Karen's house. She was like, I have no remorse. I actually think Monique for like two weeks was still like in the rage mode where Probably. she just did not like, she was like, uh-uh, like I'm not feeling sorry for her, which a selfish part of me was like, yes, tell her because I just hate Candace, but it's like, no, Candace didn't deserve I that. I know, but I just hate her so much. <sighs> like, everything she says and does and her little tiny nose that's obviously not her real nose annoys the fuck out of me. It's too perfect. Like, I just, college. I don't know what the fuck to do. I know. Okay, so we'll come back to that. But then we go on to this scene where we've got Karen and Ray going through some weird shit. They go to a life coach, which I really want a life coach Badly. Yeah, you know, Ray was just like a 1950s um, jazz band guitarist. And <laughs> it was cute. Like, I mean, when obviously last episode we saw them walking down the road oddly in the middle of the street talking about their relationship. And Lots of deers around. Potentially, yeah, we got deers, deers everywhere. And potentially how Ray was feeling a little bit emasculated or perhaps like their relationship has changed since Karen's become famous essentially is... I think the gist of it, like mm-hmm. they, they can't come straight out and say that like housewives is the reason, but it seems that that's what they're hinting at. So they talk about it again in this therapy session. I mean, the, the chick is super fucking cute. Love her. Super cute. But also like, I don't know what a life coach is. Kind of seems like it means common knowledge coach. Like she's just dishing out everything we're thinking at home. She's like, could it be because of this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and we're like, well, I could do that. I know. Give How me much the money. does she get paid per hour? I would oh, love to do that. More than my wage of $2, you know. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But I job. also just think, like, so Ray has these kind of vibes about who Karen is and what she's doing and what she's not doing. And I feel like it a bit of it comes down to like he's just an old guy with old views on women and husbands. yeah that's why i think i think he's just a little bit you know like he feels a little bit maybe a bit like michael like michael darby like they both yeah. feel a little bit rejected they oh, feel a little bit they're a bit Sorry. sensitive they're a bit like oh my your attention's not on me in the household and it's like well like it's a shame because at the same time you know we blame these guys we're talking shit about them but it's like maybe when they first got married to these women their priorities were the household and them. Yeah. So it, it must true. have been a shift and there is a shift and we have to acknowledge that for the men, I guess. And I guess although we so. don't really feel bad for them about it, like it is what it is. Well, I guess you don't really test, like if you're going to live up to everything your guy likes, it's, I guess, when you change, it's like the first time you're testing his kind of, I'm getting off topic, but you know what, what I mean. Are you saying <laughs> you're what texting like his It's word. like you're changing, so it's like you fell in love with this guy who liked you just as a housewife, and now you're yeah. getting more. So you're like testing their like 
ability to like you more than a housewife. And yeah. it's like, oh, scare time. Yeah, scare time. Um, and speaking of ability to like you more than a housewife, we mm. then get this beautiful scene, not beautiful, but kind of weird scene between Giselle and Jamal. Yes, um, in the who car. obviously are dating again and they're in the car and Giselle had previously spent last episode a beautiful moment with Juan getting a ring for Robin um so her and Jamal are in the car and Giselle's kind of like politely saying that she's not fully loving the long distance thing which makes sense yeah, who does? No, and it, but it, but it's like you just get a little glimpse into like how manipulative and like suave Jamal is, like how he could like easily just be like, yeah, I wanted to hear this from you, and she's like, really, like I kind of feel like I've told you, and he's like, well, no, I, I don't want to make any assumptions. By the way, like it, he was just like gaslighting the fuck out of her. I know, like he seems really lovely, but also, how hard would it be to go out with a guy that like for a living does motivational speeches and like prayers and like homilies like that would be freaking hard oh my god like he was just like totally like it was like butter in her mouth she was just like oh yeah yeah um. and then she like dropped him off at the airport it's one of those things where it's like you have those exes where you fight and then at the end you're like wait like wait, i feel better anything. but like i don't know what happened <laughs> so true like She's you're like, like wait i'm upset yeah. that i never see you and he's like but life isn't about seeing and then he's like bye-bye now and you're like you're so right I feel and then you go home and you're like, oh, but I still don't see them. Like, like hang on a sec. Hang on a gosh darn so minute. True. I think that I've been jilped. Jamal, I haven't been bought by him. And what is with his leather jackets? There's a lot of like swag happening that I don't know about if I like it or not. Anyway, then we're at Monique's um, live podcast event. Everyone, please take your seat. Not it's like, for lazy mom. It feels kind of empty, like there's a few seats missing, but she did prep us for that. Also, And I thought, none of the housewives came except for Ashley. It's also funny because I just looked at it and I'm like, no, it looks pretty full because I'm like in COVID times. So I'm like, we're socially distancing, but this is like mm. last year, so I'm like, they should have been packed. And Chris was like on the panel, which surprised me. Chris did not look happy to be on the panel. He looked really miserable to be anywhere remotely near the panel. I don't know what's happening with Chris and Monique, but I hope they're okay. And Ashley, you know, it was good of her to go. They did, like, there was one little awkward scene, I guess, from the podcast show where the Q&A lady was like, how's your relationship with Candace? And then uh, Monique was like, oh, you know, like, God bless us. Or like, may God like, help. Pray for us. Pray for us, yeah. But it's like, we didn't get a whole lot about, like, but, anything out of that scene. I think everyone knows that yeah. her podcast is boring. I think she invited the other women, like she called Robin um, and she said the others didn't want to come. So it's just Ashley that came. But I kind of get why the women didn't want to come because it's like I, I'm i fine to support your podcast, but like maybe after we have a talk about why you punched someone or like held their yeah. hair down, you know, like assaulted someone. It's a bit too soon. It's a bit messy. Um, so that was that kind of like it was a pretty non-eventful podcast-ish. Kind of made me a bit sad to be... A bit rude, but it did. Um, and then we're over to Juan and Robin playing 10-pip bowling with their kids, and it's really freaking cute. Oh, my God. It was the cutest scene I think I've ever seen, like, in Housewife kid history. Like, they were just having the best time. And then Robin's, like, parents came, and she was talking to them about her tax issues, and they were just kind of like, you know what? You're trying to do the best thing. And then Robin, like, <laughs> goes worry, to the bathroom. you're committing a felony. Or and, like, Juan is like, oh, hey, guys, I want to propose to Robin. And they're like... Like, there's, like, this big, long, suspenseful pause that the show has built in. And the guy's like, okay. okay. Yeah, he's just like, that sounds, oh, that sounds all right, I guess. I feel like their kids are, like, the perfect kids. Like, then they don't annoy me. Like, they're cute without 
trying to be cute. Yeah, they're super cute. They're not bratty. They have I little braces. They just seem really cute. And Juan and Robin look like they're like on a first date, but they've got kids. I'm just really excited to see the proposal. It's really cute. I'm so pumped for that. Um, and then we've got Wine with Wendy, which is like, so Wendy, powerhouse woman that she is, hosts these huge Wines with Wendy. It's a triple letter, fun thing, alliteration, whatever. And um, wow, wow, wow. Blah, blah, blah. And she invites all these powerful women she knows to talk about life, love, and just what's happening in the world at the moment. So that's like they talk about voting and a lot of issues um, that, you know, are really prevalent for black women. And like it's just quite interesting. And I feel like it gives probably the women, I feel like, a little bit more respect for Wendy too. Like they're like, wow, she's like she does stuff and like, I don't know. It's it seemed obviously... like a great event. Like it was like one of those ones where it's not like she's not just talking at the audience. She's getting like a bit of a she's yeah. giving the audience a bit of an education about how to talk about politics, which I thought was super interesting. And like I would love to go to one. Like I, I am not a black woman, but I would love to be yeah, invited to one of Wendy's of an inside Wendy with wine nights because I would love to hear what she has to say. Same and also love and it's kind of like so Candace obviously like hearing about her flip-flopping, like Karen's flip-flopping between Monique and Candace. I think she's – so Candace takes Monique downstairs to have a chat with her about the whole situation, mm-hmm, which I mm-hmm. just think is a bit, like, it's just a bit inappropriate. Like, you have beef with someone. The way I see it is, like, you have a problem with someone, you have the problem with someone. Yeah. You shouldn't expect everyone else to, like, then gather around you and hate the same person. Like, it's kind of like, and and this is what was a bit, like, immature of Candace. She's down there with Karen, and Karen's like, you know what? Like, it is what it is. I'm never going to, like, not support Monique, like, in this situation. Like, I've held her accountable because mm. Wendy then comes down later and is like, you have to hold her accountable. And, and Karen's like, I fucking have. Like, I've held her accountable. Like, I feel like Wendy annoyed me in this bit because I'm like, I get you're really passionate about people hitting each other, which I guess I should be too. Like, don't do it. But I feel like um, you don't really know the history of the group. She's just, she's getting quite riled up. Totally. And it's like, come on, like, you're blindly defending Candace when you don't know Monique at all. And, like, in reality, like, Candace was being very yeah, and controversial. Monique doesn't deserve to go to jail, which is what's happening in this situation. Well, the worst part that could happen, you know? And, like, Monique has shown quite a bit of remorse. Whereas, and, I mean, I know that she hasn't said, like, straight out right. Like, she hasn't been, like, fully the best way of wording the situation with Candace. But, like, when Candace pulled the butter knife out on Ashley, it wasn't, like, the whole next day and the next week she's, like, groveling, being like, I had the intention to hurt Why you. Why is no one bringing up the butter knife? That's the thing, though. I'm like, it's not like Ash, not Ashley, sorry. It's not like Candace is like, not tried to be violent. Just yeah, because she's it's not never, like, it's like, Giselle or someone. Just because she's like, not, like, fully gotten there before doesn't mean she's not a violent person. So, like, I just think it's a bit hypocritical that we're having sure. this conversation being like, oh, my God, God forbid fucking Monique is pushed to this point, but. I think someone needs to bring up the butter knife. I'll bring it up. Yeah. The only thing before we go, as I'm going to say, is I didn't realize. So Candace is quite angry in this episode because she's saying that apart from the the fight, Monique is then liking comments, sending like emojis mm, on comments. This seems like a whole social media aspect to it where as well. Like people have gone out and been like, oh, well, I hope you, you know, punched her well or like, yeah, knock her out kind of thing. And Monique's been like kissy face in response. And mm, that's not which isn't, okay. Which isn't good. I know, but we'll see what I go. What happens next episode? I think there's, you know, more drama about the whole arrest because that's pretty big drama. 
But yeah, it, I don't know. It just seems like this episode Monique wasn't in as much. So I don't know if they're pulling back on her. I don't like, remember what the preview for next episode was. Neither. Is that bad? Guys, I'm sure it's good because we're going to recap it next week. Yeah, so get prepped. Okay, so now we're going to about to do our top five at five um, best Bravo siblings. Get fucking ready. Okay, guys, so before we wrap tonight, we're going to do our top five at five. And this week, we took it to the Insta to ask you. So we said, I think we gave like some... <laughs> Exactly. We gave a like couple options. options. Um, I can't remember what they were. They were all amazing. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. So we had the options of top five Bravo fashionistas, which I mean we'll probably do next week. <laughs> top five Bravo spin-offs. Um, and then the winner winner chicken dinner was top five Bravo siblings. Which, yeah, we're here to do. Yes. So let's get fucking started. So we're doing Look, the just, rules of the game. Yeah, rules at first. So obviously we do our top five um, siblings of Bravo. They're not allowed to have held a role on the show. So um, for example, we can't do Kim Richards nah, she's gone because since. she actually was like her own character in and of itself. It's kind of like the siblings that weren't main characters, but they were a bit of like a side character, a bit of a friend off. Okay, go your number five. Count me down. My number five is Kathy Hilton. Nice. Yeah. I, I approve that. Did you have her? No. Yeah. But like, I just thought, you know, like she actually was like kind of the claim to fame to Kyle and Kim when they a first thousand, started. A thousand so, percent. And she's going to be a friend of next season. I don't know that much about her, but like I'm excited. Okay. Love it. Um, my number five is, I can't say her last name, but Melinda Handlowick, which is Dorinda's sister. Because she is just like Dorinda, but <laughs> like really. What's her name? <laughs> her name Why is-, is her name that? Melinda Hamlowick, and she's probably married to someone that Dorinda isn't. She's it's Melinda and Dorinda. I fucking never thought of that. Is that real? No way. Oh my god. What? No way. No way. That can't be real. That's a lie. Wait. Okay, I'm gonna fact check this. But Melinda and Dorinda. That's horribly delicious. I love it. But yeah, I just think she's funny, and she's just like hey, like she's just like no shit. This is like fucked. I don't know what my sister's doing in this show. Okay. But I'm here for it. So I like that. Okay, what's your number four? My number four is um, Sarah Mortimer, a.k.a. Tinsley Mortimer's sister, a.k.a. the one she made out with that went to that party oh that one time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so Sarah weird. came, to, I think when they were in Miami for like a little yes. holiday, Sarah came for the party and she was like super cute and she was super bougie and fancy and like so New Yorky. And Tinsley was like, yeah. One time me and my sister made out. Uh-huh. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> so Sarah, you get a shout out. Don't make out with your sister, Don't everyone. Do Actually, okay. her last name might not be Mortimer, but I'm just saying that it's it is. Yeah, we get it. As soon as you said it, I was like, yes. Okay, my number four is random. It's Leo Herrick. What is happening? Okay, this. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, some weird ones. Okay, so again, it might not be his full name, but it's definitely part of it. 
But this is Yolanda Hadid's brother that when they went to um, their little trip away <laughs> to Amsterdam, remember he was really cute and tall and he like took them out? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Very, cute. very, very vaguely recall this. But like the, I just went for randoms <laughs> that I really remember and okay. I smile when I think of the that time is actually, we had actually, I do together. remember him. I remember him very, very faintly. Yeah, we had a brief time, but I remember he was like out with the girls and then like Brandy went crazy and he was like, okay, let's go home. No, you know. Holland with the little um okay my number three is jeremy maddox i didn't have him but i approve that message so ariana maddox's brother he lived with ariana and tom sandoval for a while he featured in a few episodes of vanderbump rules yeah um seemed really sweet but not not interesting enough to have his spot a bit weird um Went to a couple of parties. He tried to hook up with Billy Lee for a couple episodes. Didn't and then there make... was a rumor that he was super creepy and tried to hook up with Stassi, remember? Yeah, but Stassi thinks everyone wants to hook up with her. No, I tried. But also, like, can you blame the man? I'm sure <laughs> she was cool back in the day before, you know. Who is your racist. number three? I'm not even um, the same. So my number three is... Oh, Stephen Altonell. Now, this is really cute. So you don't watch the new New Jersey, but this is... Someone please yell out if you understand anything that you Okay, so this guy was um, Jennifer Aiden's brother. Oh, he still is because he still is here with us. Um, but he was really cute and he came out in the show like maybe two seasons ago and his mum was like really disapproving and he's like a grown man. But it's really sweet. Oh, I don't know who he it is. It gave everyone the feels. And he's like this big guy. And she was like, her daughter's like, wait, is he gay? And she's like, yes, and that's okay. And like, it was just really cute. No. Yeah. Anyway, that was my I number love. three. What's your number three? No, my number three was Jeremy. Oh, yeah. What's your number two? My number two is Nikolai Schroeder. So on Vanderpump oh, Rules, yeah. Stassi's little, little brother, he's Nikolai, so I just think he's hysterical. Like he when though? he first met Jax in... Oh, he was a little brat. Yeah, he was a little... like and, a great brat. He was, and Jax was like, so what do you think I should do to like get back with Stassi? And he was like, well, you got to stop having sex with people all the time. And you got to treat her nicely. And he's like, but she's a bit scary. And she's like, yeah, she's a very scary woman. Like, I just oh fucking love God, him. I and then he came on a reunion one time and like gave everyone advice, like including Andy, like... And he was just hysterical. Like, he was like, Lisa, you just keep doing what you're doing. So my, oh my number God. two is Nikolai. Okay, damn it. I feel like I missed Nikolai. Okay, my number two is Tom Schwartz's triplets. <laughs> oh, I love the triplets. <laughs> Stop. They're so cute. <laughs> I remember the wedding and they couldn't Billy, get Billy, Bobby, there. and Bling Wong. I don't know. And they don't talk, but they're really sweet. Oh, they're so cute. And, and they tried like, to keep making them over. I know, and it's like, no, just let them be them. Tom Schwartz, you've got the looks and the vibe. Yeah. Just let them be. They're beautiful in their Billy own way. Billy Bobby and... Barney. Big Bong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know their names. But that's, I didn't even care. I was just like the trip. No, they were so cute. I love the trip. Okay, who's your number one? My number one is Joey Gorga. Oh, damn it. Joey, because oh. he's not a housewife. I know he's a house husband of Melissa Gorga, but he is Teresa Giudice's brother. He's the best brother, I think, of the and he's definitely had the most screen time sibling. I totally like did not. As yours Lily McSweetie. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. But just because I feel like she's got more to give, I want to see her as a mm. real housewife. I'm like, she's the most interesting one. In my opinions. Mm. But that's about it. Like I don't feel any like passion for her. 
but I don't feel any compassion for like the Schwartz triple T, but like, it's just, you know, a culmination of my sibling thoughts of Bravo. I mean, it was tougher than I originally anticipated. Me too, but I think it was a fun one. It was a good one. So next week I reckon we should do, um, the fashionistas. Fashionistas. Okay, let's do it. We're doing our like five best fashion people. They could be really bad. But in a good way. Yeah. Like just it. memorable fashion icons. Memorable? Okay, cool. So it doesn't have to be good, it's just memorable. Memorable. I'm excited. Okay, guys. We gotta love you and leave you. But quickly before we leave oh. you, just a news update. We just got in a second ago, Perry and Paige from Summer House. Oh, Paige. Yes. Paige has just confirmed her breakup. That's all. Yes. There's nothing exciting. We knew that they had broken up, but she has confirmed it. That is all we wanted to tell you. So now I've told you that, we can go and get excited for next week because we're um, going to be recapping, I think, it'll be the first ever episode of oh my God. a whole new franchise. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. I'm so excited, actually. Though. I'm so excited. We might need to decide between OC and Potomac next week to see which one's more powerful. Or we can do them all. We can do them all, but you guys will just need to really fuck and settle in. Um, (laughs) Anyways, we love you. If you want to support us, please follow us at Bravo the podcast on Instagram or listen to us on Spotify, obviously, Apple, tell your friends and stuff. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.